0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Carpe Dime, a podcast about personal finance and everyday life. I'm Dusty Simmons, the femme fatale of finances.
1: And I'm Jamie Davidson, the king of cash for Financial Center First Credit Union. Today, we're talking to our younger listeners like our producer, Courtney Cooper, about their financial futures and investing. Now, just because you're not one of our younger listeners doesn't mean you shouldn't listen because you might have a child or a grandchild and you can pass this information on to them.
0: So by the end of this, we're going to give you five tips to help you get started now if you're not started. And if you have already gotten started, hopefully some more tips to help you continue on your path to success.
1: That's right. Sit back, relax, and let's get started. So hey, have you ever had that thought in your head what you would tell your 20-year-old something? If you could go back when you were in your 20s, what would you say to them? Dusty, have you ever thought about that? Yeah. The 20-year-old Dusty, what would Dusty today tell her?
0: Oh, I would tell her to stop and enjoy life a little more before the kids and the career and all of those things. I would go to Europe. I would. I've got all kinds of things You've got I would a list tell full, my 20. 20- huh? Yeah, absolutely. What
1: about when it comes to money? Would you tell them something a little differently maybe or not?
0: Yeah, I would tell myself to just start earlier and to be a little bit more educated about the decisions I was making even when I was in my
1: 20s about long-term savings. Now, we've talked about this before, though. You were pretty good with your your money when in your 20s, right, for the most part? Yeah.
0: yeah. My parents were always people who talked about money. I, I knew what my parents made. I knew what we spent our money on. And they were always instilling in me, start your retirement savings as early as possible. So I was probably one of those very old, young people who started my retirement planning at age 22. But I think what I did wrong with that was, you know, I was listening to what my parents were saying about what strategies to take. And so I was really conservative. I wasn't I wasn't planning like I had 40 years of earnings. I was planning like they were with 25 years of earnings ahead of me. So could have done a lot better than I did, although I did start
1: early. Okay, very good. Now, my parents are the exact opposite. My family no 401Ks, no retirement plans. Everybody came from pensions, hoping the pensions would be there. So I had nobody to tell me how to do these things. Mm -hmm. So here I am in my twenties, I'm having the time of my life. I'm going to Vegas a couple times a year. We're going to the Caribbean every now and then. Obviously once we had kids, that sort of stopped. We, We really embraced this idea of living now, having a good time. And I really wish somebody would have had a conversation with me when I was younger, especially when I got my first job. I think back to some of the mistakes I made, and I'd like to go tell that guy, "Hey, stop!" I, you know, I worked for a restaurant company in my twenties, and they had profit sharing, and I accumulated you know a little bit of money mm-hmm. through profit sharing, right? Right. And quit the job, and went and was doing something else, and you know my statement came in, and I saw the money I had. Guess where we went? We went oh, to Vegas. Oh no. you took it out. <laughs> I took it out, and that money would have been that company's doubled its stock numerous times. And I'm thinking back now; I just really would like to grab that 25 year old and shake him because I'm like, "What did you do?" Right. And, and I did that because I didn't know any different at the time. Right. I didn't know any different. You were lucky; you had parents that you know sort of guided you. Mm-hmm. So really, that's what we're trying to talk about. Today. We're trying to talk about you know those that have a little guidance, those that have us that have zero guidance, and then there's those that have a lot of guidance. Right. And that's that's our goal today.
0: And really what we want you to take away at the end of this is that saving in your 20s, whether you're investing or you're starting retirement savings, either way you go, It's all about being self-disciplined. I mean, we talk about this absolutely every podcast, that money management takes self-discipline.
1: Oh, it's a dirty word again, self-discipline. We don't like it, but that is the key to success, folks. Mm -hmm. That's the key to success when it comes to your money. Not only your money, but everything else in your life. Self-discipline. Those people that are great at things are great because they are self-disciplined and they practice. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with our money.
0: Okay, so we're going to get to these five steps for you. And number one, we're going to talk about when you start that first job.
1: Okay, first job, you, you, you roll in, and you're in your 20s, you know, maybe mid-20s and you go and you go and they give you an offer and they you go to the benefits fair and the first thing you focus on is how much money you're going to make.
0: Right. It's all about the salary, right? About the
1: salary. How much money are you going to pay me? Not even thinking about this idea that, well, maybe there's this other thing out there called my retirement account, my 401k. Do you offer profit sharing? What do you have? What are your benefits? What are your health benefits? Because that really adds up after a while. Right. And I go out on a daily basis and I talk to different companies. And one of the things I always like to talk to them about when I'm there with their employees is, do you have a 401k? Right. And my next question is after they say yes, is what does your company match? And,
0: what are we hearing now? What's kind of like the industry average? Industry
1: kind of industry thing? average now. It used to be about three percent. Is, is creeping up into the fives. Wow. Which would be is really nice. Five uh, yeah. percent is really good. It's really about having that conversation. And and some of the people have this perplexed look on their face. Like, what do you mean? Well, you do know your company offers you a retirement account that if you put money in, they match you a certain percent.
0: Match. That's the key word, right? You got it. You got to put money in to earn the money. You so. have to put
1: money in to earn the money. And like I said, I came from a family that had pensions. And I went out and I was going to be, and I was a teacher when I came out of college.
0: Right. You were going to get a pension. I was
1: going to get a pension. So the idea of putting any other money back, why would I do that? I'm going to get a pension, right? Mm -hmm. So I got a little story for you. It's a funny one. We'll get back to that 20 year old that's getting their job. We'll we'll get back to the Courtney Coopers of the world. Shout out to Courtney Cooper here. She is our producer. She is our, she's awesome. She's our, she'll tell you she's not a millennial. She's a Gen Z. So she's the Gen Z. No,
0: she says she's not a Gen Z. She's a millennial.
1: She's wishing she was Gen X like me. (laughs) So, uh, you know, it's really funny because so I got my first job teaching, didn't make a lot of money. One of my oldest friends, Mike Tressler, his dad had been a teacher for 25 years and then he went out and started his own investment company. And he came to see his father, his father did. His father had worked in education for 25 years as a teacher, just like I was beginning. And then he started his own investment firm after that. And he comes to me and he says, hey, how much money are you putting away for your retirement account? And I looked at him and I said, what are you talking about?
0: Because <laughs> you're thinking I'm going to get a pension, pension when I retire. Right? right?"
1: And I said, well, what do you mean when I put in my retirement? I, I get a pension. He goes, yeah, but you can put extra money into your pension and to retire, you know. To Some put sort in of his, retirement. So place. it starts growing. So you're putting a little bit of your paycheck. Why would I do that? Because I get a pension. And he goes, so what do, you, what do you want to put into your retirement account? And I laughed at him and I said, I can't afford to. And he goes, what do you mean you can't afford to? And it was the most hilarious thing in the world. In my head, I'm thinking to myself, I need that money to go out on the weekends with my my new wife. And we're going to go to you know the local club and hang out. And he sort of looked at me and shook his head and laughed. And he said, okay, here's what I want you to do. Just take $25 directly out of your check. Have it go directly to your investment account. Don't touch it. Give it a couple months. If that doesn't work, you can stop. If you see that you actually need that money, you can stop 25 bucks 25 bucks best conversation i ever had mm-hmm. i wish somebody had talked to me when i had invested in the in the restaurant company earlier because that got me hooked making me realize and you know we don't really a lot of us don't think about that unless we get that education that's really what's important there's that education so, Yep. So,
0: somebody to say to you this is what you need to this do This is what you need you to gotta do. start somewhere you,
1: you have to well you have to start right mm-hmm. and you know the problem is if you don't start early Catching up is really hard because you lose out on that compound interest.
0: Right. It's time. It's 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 the time that's what's
1: hard to catch up on. So all of you out there getting your first career job or maybe your second, you really need to pay attention to what that 401k is. What are they offering to you? What is the match? That can be a huge difference maker, in all honesty, even if they pay a little bit less. But they're offering better benefits when it comes to retirement, not only retirement, but profit sharing. You've healthcare. got healthcare. You've got to mm-hmm. add that in. It's so important. We don't think about that. We usually look at what the bottom line is, how much we're getting paid. Yep. And that's the goal there. Yeah. So you're right. Let's um let's talk about those for those five steps. So when we talk about these five steps, these five steps are not in any particular order. You can do them congruently for the most part. But we're going to start with our first one, which is what Dusty.
0: Well, we've talked about this in other podcasts as well, but it's really about building an emergency fund. Um, you know me, I did the research, so. It's scarily, 72% of 18 to 24-year-olds have less than $1,000 emergency savings. And I know you've been doing some research also about, you know, it doesn't matter what income level you're at, you know, even those making more than $100,000 a year right. can, I, are living paycheck to paycheck. Right.
1: I saw an article last week and over 30% of our population runs out of money before their next paycheck. Yeah. So then I looked at the income levels and it maxed out at $200,000. At $200,000 level, we were still looking at about 34% of the people at that pay bracket going from paycheck to paycheck and running out of money before the next paycheck. Think about that. We always think if we have more money, things are going to be fine. Mm -hmm. If you have bad spending habits, you have bad spending habits. It doesn't matter if you make $10 or $1,000. Bad spending habit is a bad spending habit.
0: Yep. And it's not going to change. So our recommendation for you is to save three to six months of living expenses to cover you in the case of an emergency. So that's like you get hurt at work and you can't work. You have to have surgery. Um, something happens to your home, whatever the reason for the emergency, three to six months of savings is really what you Or you needed. just
1: lose your job, which we saw yeah. happen to a lot of people in 2008. They yeah. just lost their you job, lose your job. And they didn't plan on that happening, right? No. And then next thing you know, they couldn't find a job. It took them, you know, plenty, six took them months a, to
0: a year to find yeah. a job. And
1: many of those people went back and made less money. So it's really yeah. about planning for that. And, you know, three to six months sounds Oh, it sounds, it sounds like it's a lot, which it can be, you know, but let's start with a a smaller amount. Let's just start with that thousand dollars, get that thousand dollars in there. So you've got that cushion and give you that start and then go from there. If you start doing that, you'll, you'll see your financial stress will come down.
0: Yep. And once you have that cushion, then you have more disposable income to put towards your retirement or investment. Right, right. so that's the goal of getting, getting or building up some emergency savings.
1: Uh, Step two: get out of debt. You know, it's really funny. We come out of college. You know, kids come out of college nowadays. You've been to college; you had a great time. I was the same way. You went to college. We both went to Ball State. That's our alma mater, right? Ball State University. Chirp chirp (laughs) chirp chirp. All right, and uh, we came out, and it's funny. You know, some of us worked during college. Some of us didn't. Some of us got loans. Some of us didn't. But those that got loans come out. And what happens six months after they come out of school? Well,
0: that first loan payments due.
1: That first loan payments due. You, you've, you've accumulated all of this, all these, uh, all this debt for college, and now you're looking at paying back that debt. It's your first real time of seeing real debt in your life. Usually, yes.
0: And it's so tempting to just make the minimum payment on that student loan. But guess what? If you make the minimum payment on that, you're going to be paying on that thing for years upon years. So. You know, student debt sounds like a lot, but the more that you can pay it down faster, the better off you're going to be sooner.
1: Right. I know people that graduated 20 years ago and they're still paying on their student debt.
0: I saw some statistic. A uh, I was reading a couple of weeks ago and like 30 percent of 60 year olds are still carrying student debt, which is a really scary statistic. Right. These people are within five to 10 years of retirement and they're still paying on yes. student debt. Yes. That is a terrible yeah. Uh,
1: It it is. It really is. And I understand the cost of education has gone up and it's, it's a terrible thing. So our first goal is when we get in that twenties is start paying down our debt and get used Mm -hmm. to paying it down as much as possible. Uh, I'd even go so far back as to say this, if you're in college right now and you have loans, start paying on the loans while you're in college. You don't have to pay a lot, but get used to paying that 25 or $50 a month. So you start paying early and you're already used to that as opposed to getting out of college and all of a sudden you have $400 a month. Right. Get in that get in that that's habit. a car
0: payment. That's that's a huge amount. Yeah. Just right. get just get it off the
1: list. Number three, we've got is a, Oh
0: wait, let's talk before we move on. So yeah, student debt is one of those things, but what about other kinds of debt like credit cards? So again, coming out of college <laughs> or card. you're just a, yeah, a well, happy spender.
1: Uh you you know, that's that's one of those things that's back to the education part. You know, has somebody talked to you about that? Uh, if if they haven't reach out to somebody you know that's a mentor, somebody in your life that's good with money. If not, give me a call. Come see me. Email me. uh, Jamie Davidson. You you can come see me anytime you want. It's free. Uh, But really the goal here is this, to get used to paying and trying to pay your debt down every month. Okay. You're not going to pay your education loan off quickly, but all your other things, credit card bills, you should attempt to pay off. If you're using them, you should be able to pay them off the next month. Right. Yeah. You know, when it comes to buying that car, when you go out and buy that first car, it doesn't need to be a new car. It's new to you. Right. It should be a used car that can get you back and forth to work. You know, the idea I'm going to go out and get that brand new Mustang, probably not a good idea in your early twenties. You're throwing away money when you do that.
0: You know, that's a mistake I made in my twenties is feeling like. I deserve this. I should get that new car. And I've gotten smarter in my 30s and 40s. And yes, I still get a nice car, people, but I buy used.
1: <laughs> right. And you would really go back and smack your 20 year old self I would. and say, you shouldn't have, don't buy that car. It's don't a waste of money. Car. Yeah.
0: Right. It's going to depreciate the moment you drive off right. the
1: lot. Right. Uh, let's talk about uh, the other thing when it comes to investing. We're talking about investing today. Make sure you're taking the free money. Ask what the match is. Make sure you are doing what you need to do to get the match. Usually with your 401k, you have to put a certain percent in to get that percent from them. Right. So if you're putting zero, you're getting zero. Zero. So and that's
0: make, free money on free the money.
1: table. Right. Yeah. You're, you're basically, that's free money. Uh, next is make sure every year... Wait. Oh, sorry. Back up. I'm going
0: to plug for all of you people out there who are um, working on your own. You're a freelancer. or you, you're self-employed or your company does not put away money for you. I I made this mistake. So I, you know, I started early. I, I was saving well. And then when I had kids, I took time off. And for those five or six years, I wasn't contributing to any sort of retirement account. When I went back to work, Um, I went back as a freelancer and I should have restarted some sort of individual retirement account or an IRA when I did. And I didn't. So I took this, you know, six or eight years of my life in the middle when it was so crucial to, you know, use compound interest and and quit. So um, I really wish, again, if I could go back and tell my 30 year old self what to do different. It would be don't stop putting money into an account. Right. Even right. if you have to do it on your own.
1: And for listening here, we're, we're going to tell our 20-year-old self stuff and our 30-year-old self stuff. <laughs> and Eventually, we're going to tell our 40-year-old self stuff, right? Because it's really about learning from those past mistakes. That's why we're talking about this. So you, you guys don't make those mistakes. And like you said, you had taken time off and you were a contract employee. If you are self-employed, you need to go and open up an IRA. You need to make sure you're putting that money in there as you go. Because the time you have, you're not going to be able to make that time up. You know, many people think the time to think about retirement is when I start get ready to retire. No, the time to think about retirement is when you start working because you want to retire early. Correct.
0: Yeah. We're going to talk about that in a little bit, retiring early. So we'll get there. Okay. Step four.
1: Step four, uh, make sure every year you're increasing how much you're putting in your 401k. So if you're at the same job, it's year two, and you've been putting 3% in the following year, move it up to 4%. If you can afford to put it up a little bit more, even go further. But every year you're at your job, increase your retirement, your investment retirement account by 1%. So I've been with the company for 11 years now. So my investment is at... 11, 11%, 11%. <laughs> good math. There. I am I like not it.
0: the mathematician. Um, no, but I, I think of all the things, all the tips we're giving you, this is probably for me, it was one of the easiest ones to do because it's 1%, 1% of your income. You are not going to miss when you think about it on a pre-tax basis.
1: Well, it's back to the conversation I had about Mr. Tressler earlier, mm-hmm. right? I thought I was going to miss $25. Right. When, you, you, when don't. you when you increase the 1%, you're not going to miss it. No, you're going to learn to live what's in your checking account. Right. And that's the key there. Learn to live what's on your in your checking account, but save and invest first. Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, think about that. You start at 25. By the time you're 40, you've got 15% of your income a year going into a retirement account. And you have just built that up over time. So you're not really going, wow. I mean, 15% of your income is a lot of money. Right. But um, if you've done it slowly over time, you're probably not gonna really
1: notice. Right, correct. So uh so you give us number five, Dusty.
0: Oh, five. This is my, you know, I like this one because I am smart, but it's to be smart. (laughs) He's laughing at me. (laughs) It's uh, according, and then here comes my statistics. According to bankrate.com, only 18% of savers age 18 to 25 invest in stocks. Um, you know, if you're that age, you really have time on your side and you can afford to be a little bit riskier with your investments. So um, again, I was 22 and I probably like 50% of my retirement portfolio was in bonds. Stupid for a 22 year olds. I should have been 100% in the risky category because I had time on my right, side. So, right. Many years. Um, you know, we're, you're going to talk a little bit about some options if you're not doing it through your retirement plan, but you know, look at the riskier stuff. You've got time.
1: Well, you know, one of the great things is I get to go out and teach high school students a lot. And, you know, a few things that we talk about is we talk about the rule of 72 and if you're if you're a parent or grandparent there look up the rule of 72 and teach it to your children mm. it'll get them hooked on investing but one of the things i have a lot of young people come up and ask me that are usually high school seniors is, how can I start investing? And I, and we found this really cool app out there. It's called Acorns. So Acorns, if you're listening, remember- we're, we're, <laughs> We want
0: sponsorship.
1: <laughs> so Acorns is this great app out there where what you do is you attach it to your bank account. And when you go and you purchase something, so I go to the store and my, my bill's $8.55, it rounds up to $9 and it takes that 45 cents and it throws it into my Acorn account. Mm-hmm. And then my Acorn account grows. And once it hits a certain amount, it has mutual funds that you can then purchase with that. Okay. Uh, so it's really the idea is getting people started, getting them hooked early on investing to see how that works. Uh, when I taught school, we played the stock market game with yeah. my students, and they love that. You know, So if you're a parent, they're te- if you're investing, don't think you can't talk to your 15-year-old about this. You- you're going to be amazed. They might look at you crazy at first, but once you start showing them how the money grows... They're going to get hooked. And that's the key here. We're, we're trying to get young people hooked on savings at an early age and on investing at an early age. Right. right.
0: Yep. You know, and again, I'm going to go back to my 20 year old self. If I could tell her another thing, it would be take a class in college or a class anytime about basic investing strategies. Just, um, I, you know, Courtney is really smart about stuff like this and she's going to told us about another app, but I wouldn't know the first thing to do when to look at how a stock is performing. And so educate yourself, take that class, figure out what the basics are so that, you know, when you're making those selections that are going to affect the rest of your life, you're making a smart choice or partner with somebody who can help you make those decisions,
1: especially in this, this, this day and age, you know, I hate to sound old about that, but, you know, pick up your phone, use it for something to learn, right? Learn how to invest. Right. And Courtney was telling us, uh, you know, she uses, Robinhood. A Robinhood is actually an app that you can actually buy stocks with and that's something she she's used in the past. I've not used it. I've seen it and I have other friends that use it. So, you know, there's apps out there. There's ways to invest. There's ways to learn. And it doesn't have to be something where it's painful and you don't know what you're doing. Do it. Have fun. Learn as you go. Keep moving forward. Get that nest egg. And then if you're really, really, really into getting that retirement, really. So, yeah, there's a movement out there. It's called the FIRE movement. It's financial independence, retire early. And their goal is for people to retire by the age of 40.
0: Now, I would say retirement doesn't mean not working. It means what?
1: It means you work when how you want to work. How you want to work. Right. You don't have to go and work for a spe- specific company. Right. That's my specifics. Uh, you don't have to work for a specific company. It doesn't mean you quit working. It means you get to live your life the way you want to live your life. And, and and this fire movement that I was looking at, it's it's really about you do a lot of you do a lot of budgeting, you do a lot of savings, and you put a lot of money away investing at an early age. So you can then retire. Not re- You can enjoy your life the way you want travel, do what you want with your children, Mm -hmm. still earning an income another way. But you have that income there if you need it where most of us do it the exact opposite. Right. We, We live it up until we're in about 40, 45. And then we go, oh, my God, I need to start saving right. money um, for retirement mm-hmm. and if
0: and we're already at a certain standard of living with a whole bunch of loans so the fire movement is all about um, living pretty skinnily in your 20s and 30s so that you get to the point where you're saving like 50% of your income for for savings so it's very extreme but i think for some people it makes a lot of sense and if really that's one of your goals you know give it a shot and better to start it in your 20s than to look at it at my age at 40 and go there's no way I could accomplish that.
1: Right, exactly. And, you know, just remember, there's there's something out there for everyone. We talked about, get on your phone, get on your device, check it out. You know, you've got the fire movement, you got Dave Ramsey out there giving you Tips, you've got us giving you tips. There's other people out there. You've got family. You've got friends. You've got people you work with. Ask them for their advice. You know, remember this. We're all doing this together here. You know, the goal is here. We're all going to get self-disciplined together. We're all going to be financially independent together. You know, if we if we work together, if if not, you know, what's what's the end result? You know, we're well. You're going to be
0: working till you're dead.
1: (laughs) I mean, really. (laughs) I hope not. You know, I
0: you know well, and and sadly, that's a that's something that you know our parents maybe are living through right now is you know, social security is there for them. It may not be there for our next generation. So you have to prepare for retirement and, and what you're going to do past retirement. And you know, you're expected to live like 30 years beyond retirement now. So it's going to take a lot. So don't let it overwhelm you. Don't, don't feel daunted by it. Just make a plan because it's not going to happen without a plan.
1: Set that goal, make that plan. Remember a goal without a plan is just a wish, you know, you're never too young to start investing because you're in your 20s. Don't think that's something you don't need to talk about. It's something we all need to talk about. The more we know, the better we're going to be. So to recap today, our goal here is to get started saving and investing at an early age, right? Uh, we had five steps. Dusty, our first step was?
0: Yeah. Our, our first step is to build an emergency fund. Secondly, get out of debt.
1: Number three, take that free money from your company. If you got the 401k, make sure you're taking it. And as you stay with that company, make sure you're increasing your contribution over time. And last but not least, be smart. Be smart. right? right? Be smart about it. Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, we just want to really thank you for listening today. We hope that you found a lot of helpful information in this. And if you are one of our older listeners and you have a kid or a grandkid who's in this 20-something demographic, send this podcast along to them. I think they'll find it very helpful and hopefully give them some good information about how to invest in their 20s. And if you are 20-something, Get moving, people. Carpe Dime is presented by Financial Center First Credit Union. It's produced by Jamie Davidson, Dusty Simmons, and Courtney Cooper, our own 20-something. Financial Center is a six-time national award winner in the category of what, Jamie?
1: Adult financial literacy.
0: That's right. And our goal is to help you improve your financial life. To learn more, visit fcfcu.com backslash financial dash education. Like what you hear, subscribe from wherever you are, including Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple. Enjoy your drive.